Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Dan Hagar. He is a district manager in the Concord, Massachusetts office of the Davy Tree Expert Company. And Dan, I want to welcome you to the show because I want to hear all about the pros and cons of spring planting trees or fall planting trees. How are you? Thanks, Doug. Great to be here. Um, doing very well. So if you had your druthers, when would you plant the trees? 20 years ago. <laughs> very good. Uh, you know, the the best time to plant a tree is, is whenever you can, but I guess the slightly better time would probably be in the fall. You know, late, late August, September, October, most trees in general are, are still able to kind of get their roots set, and then that sets them up for the next growing season to be even better. So what are some of the mistakes that homeowners make when they are planting trees? And we'll talk about it first in the fall. Um, some of the common mistakes we see are planting too deep, over mulching, not watering enough. Uh, a lot of those cultural practices really kind of hinder the tree's growth. Do you want to be able to see the root flare of the tree, which is kind of where it, uh, you can start to see the roots entered into the ground? If you're not seeing that root flare, you're digging, you're digging a hole a little too deep or dirt's piled up against the stem, um, which is going to cause a, a bunch of problems down the road. Girdling roots are roots that grow against the stem. Um, so if there's soil there, the roots will start growing in that soil and grow right across the stem. One thing that surprised me uh, that a Davy Arborist showed me was that I didn't know that even a plant that's like in a pot sometimes can be buried in that pot too deep. And just to kind of gently push that soil away until you see that root flare, right? Absolutely. And um, the other kind of thing you got to be careful with with a potted plant is when the roots hit the edge of that pot, they're going to start growing around the edge. It's going to create like a circular pattern. And that's also going to set those roots up to potentially girdle the stem. Now, that can be a scary thing for a homeowner to get in there and kind of cut those roots. How would you recommend someone does that? If, if you get into that pot, and you see that they're, you know, it's been in there for two years, three years, who knows? And they're starting to kind of spin around that inside of that pot. How much of that can we kind of tease apart? You know, you can prune some of them out, but you can also straighten them out a little bit. So you can kind of man manually straighten them to grow away from the, tent, the, the tree. If you dig your hole wide enough, which you should, so it loosens up the soil, and then, then place those roots in there, that'll help and train those roots to grow away from the stem. So how do we know how big to dig that hole compared to the size of the root ball? Generally, you want to dig that hole um, based on the diameter of the root ball itself. So if the root ball is, uh, I don't know, two, two feet in diameter, you want to go an additional foot past that. Um, but the more the better. because it's, it's going to loosen up that soil, decompact the soil, make it easier for those roots to grow. And we want to keep that native soil as part of this planting process, right? Uh, I, back in the the day, they used to tell us put some compost in there, but 
now after doing this podcast, I realized that we'd rather have the native soil in there because the the roots will keep going out into where we want them to go, right? Absolutely. We we generally want to backfill with the soil we've dug out of the hole, so it's it's consistent to with what the roots are going to be growing into. Okay, I'm going to choose my tree, you know, right tree, right place. Would you prefer putting in a bigger tree or a smaller tree, or does it matter? It just depends on budget. A little bit, little bit of budget, but if, if I would put in a slightly smaller tree because that's going to be able to establish into the ground faster than the bigger tree. It's, it's, all, it's all about getting those roots to grow. A younger tree is going to put more energy into growing roots than a mature tree. Well, Dan, now you're saving me money. I like that. So what about spring planting? Uh, what are the things we need to know about there? You know, in fall, we know the tree's going to put on root growth. In the spring, it's going to want to put on top growth and maybe flowers and, and root growth. What are your suggestions there when we're spring planting? For spring planting, we want to make sure there's definitely a good mulch ring that's going to help maintain the soil moisture through the heat of the summer. Uh, we're going to want to make sure there's uh, supplemental water, make sure the tree has plenty of water to support that. Um, canopy growth as well as the root growth. Spring's a, a very popular time to plant because that's when, at least in our area, most plants are available. And as long as it's done properly with supplemental watering and mulching, um, really, really high success rates. Well, that watering is key. Like in a season like this, where in our area, we had a period in May where we had 22 days without rain. If you had planted a tree in April, you would definitely want to uh, get some water on that tree uh, during that period. Absolutely. And actually for, for our area, in the New England area, we actually had the opposite. We almost had too much rain uh, throughout the growing season. Um, I had clients that was watering their, their trees as well as getting the rain, and they were starting to, to yellow brown out in the center, and um, the, the soil was just saturated. You know, I asked this question a couple of weeks ago to another uh, arborist. For you and your season, would you prefer too dry or too wet? Which is, which one of those is worse or are they both as bad? <laughs> Either one is, is pretty bad. Um, I would say we probably would rather have it too wet than too dry. Uh, some it seems as though you, you can't put enough water on a tree when it's dry. The soil becomes more compact, becomes hydrophobic, just doesn't want to take water up. It takes a lot of extra water to rehydrate that soil to begin with that definitely would rather have too much rain i want to pick your brain a little bit about some of your favorite trees and again we always preface it with right tree right place but are there is there anything off the beaten path that that when the time is right you love to get into a landscape i think the sourwood is one of my favorite trees um, for for an ornamental purpose you know you, you get a late season flower you get the bright red leaves in the fall its bark isn't very as is, is attractive as well. Um, I think it's one of the underutilized native trees for for our area. I say if we're talking larger shade trees, I I like the a big strong white oak. Um, just fills a space really nice. It has really nice architecture in the branches as it matures. Well, I just uh, did a podcast recently with a, a local Pittsburgh arborist, uh, Miles Stevens. And I know that he also, I know he has a sour wood in his own property. So he's, he's on the sour, sour wood bandwagon too. I've got one in my forest too. 
again, I, I say this all the time, maybe every podcast, but I live in a declining oak forest. And so I'm always looking for another something else to put in there when I lose an oak, something was to give the forest more diversity. Talk a little bit about that when you're talking about planting at properties, the importance of diversity for the trees that you're choosing. Uh, absolutely need to have a, a, a diverse landscape that has as many benefits. Um, one for the native insects, pollinators, um, having, having that low canopy up to the high canopy um, is going to feed all those insects, which is going to feed the birds, which is going to have huge ecological effects. If, if we could, we could talk about uh, monocultures and, and having problems with, uh, if you have one single species in your tree, like what sounds like you have in your oak forest, the main species starts declining. All of them are going to decline. It happened with the elm trees and the Dutch elm disease. So that the more diverse you have, the less noticeable a loss will be if something gets into them. Dan, tell me how you got into this. Why is this job right for you? So I got into this um, probably about 10 years ago. I was uh, working in retail, and uh, my now wife, was, uh, who was actually a, a, a career counselor, uh, <laughs> Found an arborist trainee job for me, and uh, I applied. And um, because I had rock climbing on my resume, they thought they'd give me a shot. So I, uh, I uh, kind of climbed my way up, if you will, um, throughout the years. And and once I got into it, um, just absolutely fell in love with caring for trees, um, the physicality of it, also. Um, was right up my alley. Shortly after I started, I knew that I was going to be going far in, in the industry. So rock climbing to tree climbing, that's rather interesting. Uh, but it makes sense, you know, that's a similar skill set, right? It's a very similar skill set. Um, having, having the trust of a rope um, goes a real long way, being able to trust yourself and, and yeah, not being afraid of heights, definitely. Dan, that's why I stay on the ground and host these podcasts, because when I look up at those guys from Davie, and they're coming uh, soon to my property to do some more work, I just scares me, <laughs> you know, like you say, to trust the rope, to know all your safety uh, rules. Uh, it's, to me, it's an amazing thing to watch. Talk a little bit about the relationship you have with your clients. And I always think it's cool that guys like you can go to a property you're looking over everything and we're worried about our trees. We love our trees. And you can tell people, hey, that's not a problem or we can just do this and that. Talk a little bit about that. That's probably one of the most rewarding parts of the job, um, being able to walk into someone's property and say, Here, here's what we need to do to help keep this tree, get, get another 50, 100 years out of this tree. <laughs> Working with people that have that preservation mindset and, and forward thinking, um, is absolutely one of the best parts of my job. So let's get back to planting. What is your start and end to your season where you're at, where you can comfortably plant a tree? I mean, I know you don't want to do it, but sometimes you got to plant a tree in midsummer. Sometimes, like in uh, somebody like me who's cheap, I'll come into a deal midsummer <laughs> and I'll be worried about planting that tree. But for me, it's just keeping water on it. What is your uh, season like for planting? Uh, so for the fall season, um, 
ideally we're going to start planting around September 1st this year with all the rain easily could have gone away with the end of August. Um, When we're planting in July and August, it's not necessarily the water, but it's also the heat. Um, If it's too hot, plants won't, uh, they'll they'll, they'll start closing down their um, ability to photosynthesize. So they're they're just, they're not going to, even you can water all day long, but if they're not photosynthesizing, it's, it's going to kind of slow things down. Um, so we'll, we'll start around the end of August and, um, you know, for, for the right species and size, you can plant right as long as the ground's not frozen. Um, I, I've put ewes in at the end of mid-November um, and, and they took just fine. They're, they're beautiful. For the spring season, um, we generally like to do our transplanting or um, some of our deciduous flowering trees in the early spring if they're available. So we might be looking at April. Um, the bulk of it's going to go in May, June. By the end of June, we're, we're shutting things down because, again, because of that heat. The heat of the summer is it's really what we want to avoid. Yeah, I hate planting trees or shrubs midsummer and I rarely do it, but it's just, it's one of those things where if you get a deal, it's like, okay, I've got it. Would I be better off if I found a deal in midsummer, just keep that plant in that uh, pot and just kind of put it into a, a cooler location, shady location for a little bit until I could get to my planting time? Or do you think I should put it in in the summer and cross my fingers and hope for the best? I think that's a judgment call, but I think I would lean toward putting it in the ground. Having having the natural soil in the ground, it's, it's going to be better for the roots. The pots and even like raised garden beds, they tend to dry out faster being above above the ground. So you really got to keep them a lot, much more water intensive. Well, Dan, that was great stuff. I appreciate your time and all that information. I love being able to pick your brain about these things <laughs> that I'm doing in the in the garden and in the forest. Thanks very much for spending some time with us. And that was very informative and interesting. Well, thanks for having me, Doug. And I look forward to the next one we get to do. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an idea for a show or maybe a comment, send us an email at podcasts at davey.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y dot com. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>